All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, December 20th of 2023 here. Looking ahead, we have a 10-game NBA slate as well as a three-game hockey slate. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions. You get your questions in one of three ways here. First off, send us an email, support at SaberSim.com. Second off, post it live in our YouTube chat. Third way, post it in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord and want to get joined up, there's a link in the description below. You get access to our similar channels, individual sports channels, and access to the rest of the SaberSim team here. So can't say enough good things about the Discord. But with that being said, we're going to get the app pulled up here. Before I jump in, want to let you guys know about our weekly max challenge here. It is a promotion slash giveaway we do during the NFL se season. Get access to weekly rewards, season-long rewards. All you got to do is use the link in the description to get access to this page. Use the enter the challenge button here, and then follow the eligibility requirements down here on the bottom. It is completely free to enter, so make sure to get signed up. There is still time to take advantage of the weekly rewards if you have not been participating so far. And then if you have been participating, make sure you are hitting these markers here to get access to these cool end-of-the-season rewards. So uh, end of the NFL regular season is quickly approaching, so can't uh, stress enough to get in on the action on DraftKings. And then we have an owner's box version as well. But with that said, we are going to start with questions that came in in the Discord here, and then we will jump over to the YouTube chat. So, first question from Jay Sams Jr. Question says When when do the most accurate projections for players become available? Keep up the great work. Sabres and Rocks is stacking when making an NBA roster a good thing or a bad thing? Okay, so a couple questions here. Appreciate uh, the Saberson rocks as always. So the first question is when do the most accurate projections for players become available? Uh, that's a really good question. So the most accurate projections are always going to be after the final sim is run. So for a sport like NFL, you know, final sim runs an hour to slate lock, right? Or an hour to the game time. If it's afternoon game, there's going to be a, there's going to be a sim run after the afternoon inactives come out, which is an hour prior to those games starting. So, an hour before the game lock time for NFL, for NBA, this is going to be after starters are announced, right? Those are going to be the most accurate projections. We always say like, hey, if possible, wait till, you know, the starter information is out before running your final set of lineups. Um, one thing that we do to help you guys with this is in the NBA lineup alert channel, since, since uh, news comes out so late. What we do is when Sims are run and they finish, we summarize any information about players moving more or less than two fantasy points. So if they don't move more than two fantasy points, you're going to see a summary that says no significant projection changes. If players do move more than two fantasy points, we're going to show you like, hey, Luca moved from 63 to 66. Embiid moved from 61 to you know 57 or whatever it may be, right? We're going to try and give you as much of that information as possible to tell you like, Hey, it's probably worth rebuilding or late swapping, et cetera here. So uh, projections really dial in, I'd say within like the two hours prior to lock time and then barring any news will be any final adjustments. All right. Question here from Greyhawk. Question says, 
Are sliders, correlation, and sim diversity backtested to be in the optimal position by default? When do you recommend changing them? Is there a play on lowering diversity if you're less concerned with hitting a home run and fine with just two to three times your investment? If that's not how you would accomplish that mindset, how would you? Okay, good question here. So first part, uh, yes, our sliders are backtested to the optimal position based on our contest sim backtesting. So, uh, you know, before we even had a contest sim tool, we would internally contest sim to come up with saber scores, to come up with correlation and sim diversity settings. It wasn't like a publicly facing tool. We just had some in-house stuff, but that's kind of how we were able to, you know, convert to contest sims, convert to live contest sims so quickly is because we already were using those tools. They just weren't uh, really set up for like public facing, but, but that's kind of a tangent, but Yes, you know, the sliders are back-tested to the optimal position uh, based on what we've done in-house here. And then second part is, is there a lower diversity? Is there a play on lowering diversity if you're less concerned with hitting a home run and fine with just two to three Xing your investment? If that's not how you would accomplish that mindset, how would you? Okay, so um, I, I actually want to take a very strong stance against this line of thought here. Um, really, and it has more to do with the payout structures of DFS contests than it has to do with with what you're trying to accomplish. So if we, like, we go to look at today's contest, right? And like, let's just say you're playing the flagship and like you're, you, you know, probably not, but it's okay, right? So if we go look at the flagship, the percent of first is 30%. The cash percent is 21%. So so like, let's just, uh, actually let's, let's use the mega eights, the mass a little easier, right? So you're playing the mega eight percent to first 25% percent cash 20%. So that means one out of five times you're going to cash on average, right? 20%, 20 divided by hundred is one out of five. And then the percent to first is one fourth of the price pool. So a quarter of the price pool is going to first place. And then you only make money if you're in the top 20%. Well, what they're not telling you here is that when you get into this 20th percentile, say you finish right at the cash line and, you, and you're the last person to cash, you're only making double your money. So, or or honestly, sometimes in these top heavier contests, you're not even making that. Like the cash line might be like 1,500, but let's just say you double your money. So an outcome that happens one out of five times, you're only getting paid two to one. If you continue to play that game, you are going to lose. You are going to lose your entire bankroll. That is why we say do not optimize to cash and GPPs. You have to optimize to win, to sustain your bankroll. And the reason for that is because so much of the prize pool is going to first place. Like if you do not bink, you know, one to two times a season and, and you know, you're playing these very top heavy price structures, you're going to, your bankroll is going to take a major, major hit. So that's why when you say like, Hey, you know, I'm not trying to hit a home run. Like you have to try to hit a home run. If you do not want to try to hit a home run, go play cash games, you know, go, go, go sports bet, but do not play DFS. Like that is, that is not what you can do in DFS. If you want to sustain your bankroll. And like, that is what our contest back testing really shows. Right. So if I, I go to, um, where's that bankroll picture. So like the bankroll example here, of this is like a winning player, right? This player had a 20% ROI in the four seamer for MLB. We, we back tested and ran season simulations for this players playing 160 days. And what you see is you see a bink 
And then you see lose, 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 lose. For these losing seasons, this player just didn't have good beaks. They had small wins, right? Like, like yeah, this this small line right here might be a two to three X your investment, but then, you know, you have all these other losing days. Like you need these big spikes to sustain your bankroll, to be a profitable player. You take away these binks, all these players are losing players. Like you need those. And I cannot stress enough how important it is to hit a home run every once in a while. So it only takes one sometimes, right? Like that's that picture here, the red line. Like this line, this player was a loser all year long. And then around day 140, they had one win, one bink in the season. And and then they have like a small win here. I don't know how much they won. Maybe like, you know, a top, top three finish, top five. But that ended up putting them as a winning player on the season. So like, you know, don't get discouraged. You know, try to hit home runs, guys. It's so important to win a contest, okay? So so that those are my thoughts there. All right. Son of Gus said, how many uniques would you recommend in a 20 max? Um, it depends how many lineups you're building and, and it depends on a couple other things. So let's say, uh, it looks like you're on ultimate, right? So what I like to do is let's say I run my contest sim. So just set up a generic one, going to run it. Going to bring these out a little bit. So when the contest sim runs, I'm going to change my sorting metric. But really what I want to do is I want to use ROI as a measuring stick. I basically want to play lineups that are either, that are all positive ROI, right? So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to use ROI as a metric. Um, if you don't have ROI, if you're not on contest sims, then I would try and stay within the top 25 to 50% of your lineup pool. So the way that I'm going to do this is I'm going to scroll down to the last set of my 20. And then I'm going to look at what my ROI is. Okay, 286. Now let's say I increase my mini uniques to four. What's my ROI? 178. Okay, I'm good. If I go to five, what's my ROI? Okay, negative 0.2 here. What's the next one? 37%. I might be okay with this. Okay, like this is where I would stop. And then I would probably go and look at my exposures. Like, okay, when I'm at five, I have two guys, 60 and 75, no one else over 35%. What does four look like? Oh, okay, at four, I have three guys over 75%, no one else under 50. Um, you know, am I okay with that, right? And, and that's what I really want to understand. So in this case, like the most interesting thing here is that these two players are in a ton of my pool, right? Jalen Smith and Buddy Heald. But then at four, DeMar DeRozan comes up and he's only in about 40% of my pool, right? So he's like kind of like a very big leverage play. So you can really go either way. And this, in this case, I would be okay with four or five. Personally, I would probably choose five here um, and just be okay with this one lineup being basically neutral ROI and the next one being 37%. But like, there's not a right number. And the number is whatever the exposures make sense to you, whatever the leverages make sense to you, right? Maybe you want to go four and then maybe you want to manually tweak these guys. Like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to play anybody over like 50% and then you go in there and you make that adjustment, right? So those are the things that, that I would be looking for, but not a right number. Uh, find a number that makes sense to you. Find a number where the exposures and the leverages match your risk tolerance. All right, next question here. 
Question says you should never go for just two, three X in, in, in a GPP. If you want that mindset, then play triple Fs, quintuple Fs, and not GPPs. Okay, good question. Uh, I mean, good, good, uh, you know, comment here. Very similar sentiment to, to what I kind of talked about here. So, so thank you for your input. All right, Sammy said, Hi, Andrew. When I played PGA on 20 Max, I used three mini leagues based on research. Does that apply to NBA Showdown as well? Thanks. Um, good question. I would say. I would say I don't think that those are like a one for one uh, in the same here. And the reason for that is that the player pools in PGA are usually a lot bigger, right? Like PGA player pools, usually like 150 golfers, you know, a very, very big number on an NBA slate. You know, you're looking at maybe like 20, 25 players like in play here and, and probably closer to like 20 right? Most people are running like a, like no more than like a 10 man rotation, unless like some teams doing like some super weird stuff. But, uh, but the, the, just the size of the player pool is so much different. So I think that you're going to probably end up using less mini uniques in NBA showdown. Remember that, you know, this is my personal advice here, but you guys come to the show for my advice. I'm okay. Giving it, um, more mini uniques in slates where you're not going to need a unique to what, where you're not going to need an optimal to win and then less mini uniques in sports and slates where you are going to need a, an optimal to win. Okay. That's like probably a uh, good advice that I'm, I'm okay taking planning my flag on and, and, and making a stand on. All right. Piano teacher. Hey, Andrew, how do we go about using our own projections when late swapping? Do we need to uncheck use live Sims, but keep, on use live fields. Um, so, so it depends what you're trying to accomplish. So really, you know, if say, say you upload custom projections for the whole slate, right? So then, and then say, say these first set of games log. Well, now there's not really any point to using your own projections for these games anymore, because you can't change any of the players that have already locked. All of the players in these games have locked at this point. So using your custom projections for them has no bearing because you can't move them. So the best thing that you could do if you're using the live sim is take advantage of like how they are doing up to that point in the slate. So remember that we're only going to use the live data for games that we have live data for. So once these games lock and the live data starts, then yes, we will swap off of your custom projection to the live projection. But for all the other games that haven't locked yet, we are still going to use your custom projections. So if the games have not locked, we will continue to use your custom projections. If the games have locked, I don't really see a reason not to use the live sim, but if you don't want to use the live sim, then just turn it off and then we'll continue to use the number, uh, the, the custom projection that you used in, in the pre before this game locked or before whatever set of games locked. Okay, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Uh, one question here. If you guys have any more questions, now's a great time to get it in. Cliff said, for the first five days free, should I get the standard package? Um, I would I would start with the ultimate, right? See what see everything that we have to offer, see the contest sims, see you know, everything that comes with those, learn how to use them, uh, see if you like what we have to offer at the highest tier. And then, you know, if you, if you don't like it, you want to take a step down, go a step down from there. That's totally okay. Right. We have lots of different options. You can see them in the top, right. By going to my account here, you could go to uh, saversim.com forward slash pricing and then see what we offer. 
So we, we have a lot of different features across all of our different plans. All of our plans are very good. We have winning players across all of our plans, but um, I, I would recommend, you know, take advantage of five free days of ultimate. I, I don't see any reason not to do that. But all right, we are all caught up with questions here in both the discord and the YouTube chat. Appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Uh, one more here from Samuel said, what should be the interpretation when for NBA showdown going from unique one to two, it bumps the risk adjusted ROI. Uh, so remember when you're using mini uniques, what you're doing is you are trading expected value for diversification for, for a more neutrally correlated portfolio of lineups. So you should expect the risk adjusted ROI to go down. You should expect the ROI to go down. That's very normal. But what we believe is that DFS is so swingy that making that trade off is ultimately worth it because most of us are not playing with an unlimited bankroll. We all have bankroll constraints and we have to be conscious of how much money that we're wagering on a given night. It falls right in hand with the DFS profit plan, which was uh, created to help you to smooth out the swings of DFS over time here. So that's the expectation, but we believe it is worth the trade-off. But all right, everybody, I will see you guys all tomorrow, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern for our next show. Until then, take care. Good luck. I'll see you all. Thanks. Bye.